You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. I generally start out with a, a few announcements. You know, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I have a question. Did you guys know who started Black, or not Black, but Negro History Week? Of course, it was Carter G. Woodson. Carter G. Woodson started Negro History Week. Excuse me, Negro History Week. Then around between the late 1960s up to around 1970, a group of students at Kent University, Kent State University, they proceeded to talk about and got it going Black History Month. And then it was even made a month through, uh, I forget what president, and I should know that since I'm bringing it up, but uh, it's official, and it had to do with uh, the, pre- the the birthday of President Lincoln, and also the birthday of Frederick Douglass. That's how the week was started through Carter G. Woodson. But again, but again, as we know now, we celebrate Black History Month, and it had nothing to do with the shortness of the month, like some folks seem to think that we were dealt the shortest. Day uh, or the shortest month of the year, but that's not true. It was because of the birthday of uh, President Lincoln and also Frederick Douglass. Birthdays this month, the only one that I can think of, believe it or not, is a, a dear old friend of mine, Mr. Ray Feaster. Ray's birthday is at the end of this month, and uh, a good guy. He's had a few medical issues that uh, we were concerned about, but he's doing fine for those of you who know Ray. And Ray is a veteran, I, I must say. He was in the United States Army back in the day. With respect to condolences, I want to again uh, say to the family of Chief Herschel Clady of L.A. County Fire Department, his wife, Dee, uh, daughter, Chandra, daughter, Cassandra, and son, Herschel II, condolences. Uh, In our next week's show, I definitely plan to talk a lot more about Herschel and his uh, commitment and involvement and dedication to the fire service. He is an individual that we will sorely miss. So uh, keep that in mind. In fact, his services will be on February 21st down uh, down in Long Beach. So I trust that there will be a lot of folks from from around the country, certainly from the region, because he was once a regional director for the IABPFF uh, Southwest region. In fact, I also was one of his assistant regional directors, so 
we'll get a little bit more into that in depth uh, next week, if you will. So um, happy Valentine's Day has gone past for those who celebrate that particular holiday. Uh, Lots of love to everyone out there in uh, Radio Land. This is 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host, and certainly wish everybody well for that particular holiday. Um, We're going to have our first guest shortly, and that's uh, Captain Lionel Newby with the Las Vegas Fire and Rescue Department. He's also a Southwest Regional Director of the IABPFF, uh, a young man that I've known for a number of years. We will have him on our show very shortly. So with that, we'll be back in just a few with our guest, Captain Lionel Newby. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. We got one of my colleagues on board here as our next guest. I mentioned to him, I mentioned him briefly. Uh, that is Captain Lionel Newby with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue, and he's also Southwest Regional Director of the IABPFF. Captain Newby, how you doing? Good, good, sir. Thank you, Chief, yep. and uh, giving me an opportunity to be able to come in on your podcast, man. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. This is a radio show that goes to podcasts, believe it or not. So it will air uh, next Saturday. And I, and I don't mind being transparent. I, I let people know this is a taped show. This is not a live show. So it runs the first Saturday. Excuse me, not the first. I'm, I'm going four times a month now, thanks to General Manager Ashton. He um, really gave me the opportunity to do four shows, so we're pleased with that. Uh, Lionel, which branch of the service did you uh, spend time in? Uh, yeah, so... I- I spent eight years, three months in the United States Air Force. Spent three years in Anchorage, Alaska at Elmendorf Air Force Base, and I was stationed at Nellis Air Force Base for five years and three months. So you were up in in Alaska, you said? Yes, sir. Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. So what was was that tour duty like? (laughs) Well, long winters and uh, long summers, too. You know, it's amazing. Uh, when you look outside your window right now, um, and it's as sunny as it is, it's just like that in the summertime, like July. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that at 12 o'clock at midnight. Right. So that could be a, a challenge with sleeping. It messes up your sleeping pattern. No doubt about it. In fact, uh, when a friend of mine retired, they asked me, hey, man, you want to go up to Alaska to go uh, uh, salmon fishing? I said, Absolutely. And man, that 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 nighttime, daytime, whatever the heck you call it, we had you all jacked up. But Marsha, my yeah. wife, she said, uh, "Well, you think you're gonna catch a lot of fish?" I say, "Woman, do you watch the Discovery Channel? They'll be just jumping into the boat." Not the case when you yeah. get there. You find it there's about a hundred boats in that river, man, and it was really something. But we did uh, have a, a young man who helped us. Uh, I think we did catch a. Uh, I think it was either Homer. Miller, no, Homer didn't catch any fish. It was Vern. Vern caught uh, a couple fish, and then we had a young man to assist us by giving us fish that he caught right off the bank, man. It's it's uh, really something to to be up there fishing. But like you say, that, that daylight time is really crazy. So yeah. what was your what was your position when you were in the Air Force? 
Um, so I worked on the flight line. I was aircraft ground support. Mm-hmm. So basically, any equipment that hooks up to a jet that simulates the jet flying on the ground, mm-hmm. that pretty much uh, is what I worked on. So we had F-15s, um, and we called we called at that time Alaska called I believe it was called Top Cover. Mm. So for America, because anytime the Russians, if they would uh, invade the United States, they, the shortest route for them is to come through Alaska and come down through Canada and come in from that northern part of the country. So they called it, we, they, they nicknamed it Top Cover for us. So we had a couple of remote sites out there, too. And um, F-15 just staged on standby in case some Russian bears um, Mm-hmm. They flew Russian bears over to the United States. We were scrambling jets out to catch them so, turn around. So what what made you des- decide to join the military? And where are you from? I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, South Side. Okay. Uh, I was born and raised. Well, I wasn't born there. I was conceived in Chicago, uh, Chicago left, born in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm. And I'm on, my mom moved back to Chicago, mm-hmm. and which I was raised. That's why I was raised on South Side. I graduated from Harlem High School in class of 86. And what prompted me to join the Air Force was I had a mentor in high school, and he asked me, he said, um, Lionel, what, what are you doing when you graduate from high school? What's your grades look like? Hmm. And this man I respected, such as yourself, mm-hmm. um, he, um, he said, what's your grades look like? So I told him, I said, oh, I got, you know, I got C's and D's, a few B's. And he looked at me and said, man, you're not ready for college. Uh, once you join the military. So I started out testing through the MEP Center and kind of start out with the Navy. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to go on a ship for nine months to a year. <laughs> uh, and Marines, oh, let's join the Marine. I'm like, nah, I'll do that. You know? So I got a mechanical background. So I end up uh, uh, walk past the Air Force recruiter's office. Guys just laid back. And I hmm. said, hey, what are you doing? And he said, I'm just chilling. And he said, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not recruiting anybody. You know? So I'm like, really? So that piqued my interest and, hmm. um, and which uh, I end up, joining the Air Force, and uh, my first assignment was Anchorage, Alaska. Mm. Now, you mentioned uh, what a gentleman said to you was that he didn't think you was ready for college. Now, I know that you have uh, several degrees, if I'm not mistaken. Talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I went to, uh, uh, went to UNLV, graduated undergrad, public administration, and then grad school, actually with uh, Ashton. Um, we were in grad school at the same time and okay. he went on and finished up his PhD. Um, and so, yeah, so I was like, you know, just went to UNLV, local college. Um, I really like UNLV, um, especially the grad program mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you actually really meet a whole lot of people in the community that's all doing the same thing. And then the instructors have you do group projects where you have to work with the fire department, you have to work with water district, you have mm. to work with NPMG, Metro. And so all these people are in the room at the same time and they do different things and y'all collaborate. So at that time I figured out, you know, I'm like, Oh, we're firefighters. I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. well, I learned from the water district that, you know, we wouldn't be able to put out fires if we didn't, um, uh, we, we, we didn't have the water. And the water wasn't, you know, the system wasn't maintained. So right. maybe you're not so, you know, your shoulders aren't so uh, big and your chest isn't stuck out so much, you know. And <laughs> right. so you learn how the whole community comes together and works together mm. and, and, and try to keep us all safe. Excellent. Excellent. So 
in your opinion, did the military help to prepare you for a civilian life? It did. Um, uh, I, I think that it, it brought a different perspective for me. Um, one is in the, in the military, we always look to put our boss out of work, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, you learn, especially me at a young age, um, you, you learn how to, you learn those work ethics where um, nobody has to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. You know what you got to do. You adopt the philosophy at a young age. Let me put my boss out of work. So I don't have my boss. Hey, did you get that done? Mm-hmm. You know, nope, it's already done. You know, so I learned at a very young age and I'm kind of glad, have no regrets of uh, joining the Air Force uh, and the military right after high school. Mm-hmm. Man, it was the best thing for me. Had a chance for me to mature. And then I went to college a little bit later. So mm-hmm. um, and that was uh, so I tell young folks to uh, figure out where you want to go. Make sure your goals are realistic. Um, if, if the money isn't there. Uh, the grants aren't there, your grades aren't there, mm-hmm. then maybe you want to look at that as an option. But okay. at that time, we had, there was a lot of recruitment. Um, you, we had recruitment places all over, the, you know, map mm-hmm. stations recruiting. So it was a lot of options for the military. You don't see that now. I don't see the map station. You remember they used to have one on Craig Road, and it's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the military doesn't recruit in large numbers as, as it used to be. Right. You know, when I went, it was... Man, it was like a it was like a assembly line of people, you know. And you and, and when you look on the floor, there was a a red line, a blue mm-hmm. line, a green line, and a, a orange line. It depends on what branch of service you followed that line through the system, mm-hmm. you know. So it was like cattle through, you know. Where now you don't see that, you know. So right, um, I I I, I kind of wonder, is that an option? You got to really seek out the military nowadays mm-hmm. um, if that's what you want to do if you don't have anything going on. You know, so. Right. So how did it help you with your career as, a, as an officer with the Las Vegas Fire Department? So, yeah. So, you know, how my interest be- became uh, um, of fire was through uh, Sam Smith mm-hmm. and actually the efforts of you, Gene, Gene uh, Campbell. Um, y'all recruited Latanya during the MLK parade. Y'all were really pushing to get some uh, African-Americans, uh, females mm-hmm. uh, in the fire service. And minority was a, just a good location to recruit folks mm-hmm. to come to the, uh, to the fire service. And then another thing that, that really piqued my interest in the fire service was um, for black history month. We had, um, I think you remember Ardell. Ardell did a lot of stuff right. between, um, uh, between, kind of like the city and the county government and state and, mm-hmm. and Nellis. He brought out Judge Gates and Judge Gates gave such a powerful speech right. um, at, for Black History Month and at Nellis. We knew they wasn't going to have him back in again because mm-hmm. he, he was like, you know, but that really opened my, opened my eyes and, and piqued my interest in, uh, in, in doing something else. Um, I wanted something that I can have more in the mission right. you know, instead of me supporting right. Jets. And the pilot dropping the bombs. I'm now in the field mm. doing stuff, different in people's lives and things like that. So, um, Lionel, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break. This is okay. Um, this is a uh, Veterans Affairs Plus on ninety one point five Jazz and more. I want to come back with you on the other side of the break. 
Once again, good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. We have as our guest this morning, Captain Lionel Newby with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. You're doing such a wonderful job. I want to give you a few more minutes because I have a couple more questions I'd like to ask you. Since you've been uh, with the department, and and in fact, how long have you been with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue? It'll be 28 years next month. 28 years. So you have, since I've known you, Lionel, you've been pretty active in our community. Would you share just a couple of the different organizations that you're involved with? Uh, Yes. So... uh, Involved in our Prince Hall Masonic founded uh, uh, family here at at uh, here in North Las Vegas, and we, you know, mentor you, provide food for the homeless and things like that. My fraternity, Vegas mm-hmm. High Five, mentor our youth, and uh, being involved in the community and giving back to the community. Also, too, as well as International Southwest Region Director mm-hmm. currently, um, just out recruiting African American firefighters and minorities uh, in the in the fire service and just trying to diverse fire, fire service mm-hmm. um, in this Western region and making sure there's two, the tools and resources um, are there for those uh, cities to be able to use. Great. Uh, you can, you kind of touched on it, but I want to go a little bit deeper on uh, what you would suggest to any young person, male or female, that's thinking about the military and or Las Vegas fire or, or a fire department, the fire service as a career. Share some thoughts. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah, it, yeah, so I would figure out what uh, what branch of service if you're going to join the military. And uh, I think all young folks should definitely look that look at that as an option. My little cousin's in, in the Air Force right now. She's stationed in Japan. Hmm. She was stationed in Alaska as well. Um, and when she asked me, she wanted to go to Air Force. Her dad was Army, and I helped her pick out a career. So you got to really seek out people and adults that you respect and ask them, Hey, what do you think I should do? You know? So, and if you want to be a firefighter, you definitely have to uh, stop at fire stations. You see a firefighter and, and just reach out to them and ask them and come see what they do. Let mm-hmm. me come by the fire station, see what's going on. And then what do I need to do to prepare myself for those, uh, for those opportunities? Excellent. Excellent. So what is it you mentioned about the diversity, et cetera? How is, how are things going with, with respect to, uh, blacks joining the fire department in, in our valley and specifically? We're doing pretty good. Um, we can always do better. Um, you know, I was amazed this year at the MLK parade, we actually met some brothers from Henderson. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm going to find out they were nine brothers in Henderson. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know there was nine brothers. Had a chance to meet Joe, uh, 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 Mr. Joe. Mm-hmm. He was the first African American. Hired in Henderson mm-hmm. back in the 70s mm-hmm. and 60s. And so, yeah, so as far as the other uh, agencies, the numbers are growing. The city, um, we got a couple academies going uh, right now. I believe the county has two, uh, kind of a, mm-hmm. doing a, uh, kind of a parallel thing with two academies, mm-hmm. about 105 fighters, mm-hmm. um, about 10%, I believe, are uh, minorities and some females. Mm-hmm. So we, we always can increase those numbers. Um, but we got to figure out where where we we can recruit, and I think we got to recruit at a younger age to keep right. that interest. Right. Oh, that's great that you are uh, keeping focus and keeping your eyes on things. So, any closing remarks, Cap? Uh, yes, sir. So, Chief, it's always a pleasure. I uh, thank thank you for giving me the opportunity. I remember, um, and I'm sure many many moons ago, that when I interviewed for the fire department, you sat on my old board. Uh, for entry level, 
And also, too, when I believe you was the chief of support services gave me your first set of turnouts. And so I don't forget any of that stuff. <laughs> and I want to thank you. And then when I got promoted to captain, you pinned me. So uh, um, you was a fire chief at the time. So I want to say thank you. And uh, anything we can do, anything you need, um, definitely uh, let me know. And if I can help, I definitely will be there. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No excuses. Well, Cap, I certainly appreciate the warm comments, but I'll tell you this. I don't just give things. Just whatever you got, you earned it. So stay focused and stay in the hunt. I, I expect and hope to see you in a gold badge, wearing wearing a gold badge sometime in the near future. So stay in the hunt. Take care. All right. Thank you, Chief. All right. Always to the day, to the day I retire. All right. Take care, Cap. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. We have a guest here that has an extensive resume. He sent it to me. His bio is tremendous. I've never met this man, but he was recommended to me by former Assemblyman Wendell P. Williams. Um, Mr. Hayes, Andre Hayes, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be a guest on your show. And thank you for <laughs> making yourself available, not only uh, in, in certainly short term in, in terms of time, because I was going to have you on the next show. But uh, God works, as they say, in mysterious ways. You have, a, as I mentioned, a, a very extensive background. So what branch did you serve in for our listening audience and how long? You know. I, uh, I I did not have the honor of serving in the military on both of my parents' side. Mm-hmm. I come from a long line of veterans who served in every branch, and uh, with the exception of the Space Force, and they fought in conflicts going all the way back to the Korean War mm-hmm. to uh, you know Desert Storm Afghanistan, present day. So this is my opportunity to serve those who served, and uh, you know because of uh, family relationships, I've been able to see firsthand what a lot of the veterans and soldiers go through, which is what really gave me a passion um, of, of gratitude and appreciation and motivated me to do what I can to serve those who first served us. Excellent. Well, you know, in my haste, I, I didn't get through all of your information because my assumption was since you have a veteran's uh, chamber. I'm assuming that you had served. Uh, my apologies for that. But right. tell us a little bit about your about your organization and, and what inspired you to start it. Okay, wonderful. We've uh, we've been around since 2017, mm-hmm. and we are at its largest and oldest chamber of commerce formed to serve armed forces members. And one of the things that inspired the establishment of this organization is for 10 years plus, I've been very involved with the Veterans Treatment Court programs uh, throughout different cities in Clark County, Nevada. And what that program is, is when veterans get in trouble with the law, right? Um, we're talking misdemeanor, gross misdemeanor crimes, they're able to participate in a program with community partners like the VA hospital, mm-hmm. the Armed Forces Chamber, um, they have counseling, and, of course, they have to remain sober. And at the conclusion of that program, which uh, goes anywhere from one to two years, the charges are reduced, the records are sealed. 
And this helps the veteran be able to be uh, reintegrated or reintroduced into society. And by having that record sealed, it now makes it easier to get approved for housing, Mm -hmm. for jobs, for different programs like that. Mm -hmm. Well, in supporting that program for 10 plus years, I realized one of the common challenges that those veterans have is money. Right. And a lot of civilians, because of what they see portrayed by the media, a lot of times they assume the worst about veterans. Mm-hmm. They don't have the best. Of them. And then when you look at the veterans, you got veterans who overseas were in charge of millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth of equipment right. and manpower. And to leave that awesome responsibility and then come work for an 18-year-old, and this is their first job out of high school, mm-hmm. and they're very disrespectful, it just doesn't work very well. So one of the great things about the Armed Forces Chamber is we help those veterans who are now in, in the civilian workspace. We help them do everything like establish careers. Mm-hmm. We even help them start their own business. If they already have an existing business, we help them even sustain and grow that business. So, you know, we're putting a veteran in charge and in control at the lives and destinies as it relates to money, which a lot of them is by owning their own business. Well, that's how that came about. Wow. Very interesting and very helpful to veterans out there. Because one thing I do know, and I've said this publicly many, many times, even while we're still working in the fire service, I think America has done a poor job with respect to looking out for the interests, medical, uh, mental, finance, uh, other veterans. And the other the other group that I was always shouting out was classroom school teachers because I don't think they get paid enough for the work that they do. But uh, this is outstanding. So you mentioned um, the court system. Yes. Now, do you know Roland Ware? A young man named Roland Ware? That name sounds familiar. I can't. I cannot picture a face, but the name does sound familiar. Yeah, because he does some some work with the courts. They have some kind of a veterans court. I forget all the particulars on it, but this is outstanding. So, how does a person get in get in touch with you? Uh, those who may be interested, because I think that our listening audience may be uh, may have some interest in, and even if they don't, maybe they'll pass it on to someone else that you can uh, be helpful to. Okay. You know, the, the best way is to go to our website mm-hmm. and the address armed, A-R-M-E-D, forces, F-O-R-C-E-S, chamber, C-H-A-M-B-R.com. And the website is wonderful. It tells you not only about the Armed Forces Chamber organization, but if you look in the title and you click on a page that says Shindigs, you can see the calendar for the remainder of the year. And we have things like the uh, State of the Chamber, which Mm -hmm. those start in March. We have uh, Business, Career, and Veterans Expo during the month of May. Mm -hmm. We have Health and Spears during the month of August. And we even have Achievement Awards during the month of October, a trunk retreat in Haunted House. So we have lots of business, community, education, financial events that go on. And the great things about these events, they're free and open to the public. So you do not have to be a dues-paying member of the Armed Forces Chamber of Commerce. You don't even have to uh, be a veteran or have served Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Armed Forces. But if you're looking for some great information and resources about business, community, education, housing, workforce, and things of that nature, go to armedforceschamber.com, 
click on Shindigs, look at the calendar for the entire year. And uh, the other great thing is our events, our Shindigs, they're hosted throughout Clark County in Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas, and even Mesquite. So we made it so that we can accommodate people in those four cities throughout Clark County. That's excellent. So your program, you say it started 2017, and this is a nationwide program? Or no? Yes. The uh, Chamber of Commerce, the services, the membership are nationwide. Um, to date, we probably serve a little bit more than 5,000 businesses. Mm-hmm. Our in-person digs right now are in uh, – the four different cities of Clark County, Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas, and Mesquite. Mm-hmm. Um, we do uh, stream those chindigs. So if you're in a different country, a different state, a different county, you can still participate and benefit by uh, receiving that information. So what are the funding do you seek or do you have to, to keep the, the organization standing, if you will? You know what, there, there's a, a great question. Thank you for asking that. There's a few different things. One of them, there's a person, uh, the Armed Forces Chamber, uh, a person can make a donation. Hmm. They okay. can make a financial donation. They can uh, even donate something in kind mm-hmm. on the website, armedforceschamber.com. All that information is there that allows them to do it. And it even uh, shares things that the organization is in need of that a person can donate of course, they can volunteer. Uh-huh. And in addition, person is looking to start a business or they have a business. Um, of course, they can join the Armed Forces Chamber mm-hmm. and become a Duke member. And all those different types of things help support the organization and keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the cool things uh, about being a member of the Armed Forces Chamber, there's different membership levels and a person can join the Armed Forces Chamber of Commerce for as little as $10 a month. Right. We made it so that it's affordable for mm-hmm. everyone, no matter what your budget is, right. no matter the size of your, your business, no matter how much experience you have. It's affordable, it's easy, and it's fast to join, and everybody can benefit with the information, the resources, and the networking that's made available. Well, Andre, as we close out, uh, very briefly, quick question, are you 501c3? Yes, we are. You are. Okay. We are and 501c3. Mm-hmm. We are also tax exempt in the, in the state of Nevada through the Department of Taxation. Great. Well, we appreciate your time, and I hope that some value will come from the words that you shared to the folks out there, because we do have a number of veterans listening to the show, and we're continuing to grow that, and we urge you to tell your, your membership about us. And, in fact, uh, as Wendell the former assemblyman mentioned that uh, there's an opportunity for me to touch base with you on a continuous basis with the possibility of getting some of your members on the show. So thank you so much for your time. 